You're listening to AIB Market Talk, bringing you financial market insights from AIB's experts. Hi and welcome to our monthly podcast covering the latest releases of the AIB-sponsored Irish Manufacturing and Services PMIs. I am John Heffernan from our Treasury Unit and joining me on this podcast is our Chief Economist, Ollie Mangan. The Purchasing Manager Index is an indicator to provide the measure of health in an industry a reading above 50 shows it to be in an expansionary bracket. Anything below shows that it is shrinking. Hi, Oli. On the face of it, the PMIs are speaking to an Irish economy that's trading reasonably well in these challenging times. If I can turn to the manufacturing PMIs, we can see in the AOB sponsored Irish manufacturing data that the PMI registered a number of 51.3 in February, up from the January's number of 50.1 signaling that continued improvement in the health of the Irish manufacturing sector. Can you bring us through um, the key details and findings as you see in the report? Well, well as you say, we're talking about improving economic data. I, I think just to step back, in the first couple of months of this year, what we've seen globally has been unexpected improvement in the economic uh, indicators for the, for the US labour market, whether you look at global PMIs. So it may be partly related to the sharp fall we've seen in energy costs uh, over the latter part of 2022. But activities figures are certainly printing stronger than expected. Now, when we look at the manufacturing, the services, the services is much stronger. We'll come to that in a minute. In terms of manufacturing, I, I wouldn't over-egg it. I mean, um, we've seen a pickup in activity. Uh, like manufacturing across the world was very weak in the second half of last year. And Ireland was certainly towards the end of the year, we printed two or three months of quite weak data. Uh, like in November, December, the index went into contraction territories below 50, 48.7. Hopefully, saw so as a pick up to 50.1 in January, which is stabilization conditions uh, in the sector. And then in February, the index rose to 51.3. Now, that, what that shows is clearly uh, the sector improving, but it's not robust growth or anything like that. It's moving back into expansion mode. Um, I will say, you know, th- th- there are. There have been improvements in the manufacturing indices in other economies, but they still remain in contraction mode. So the Irish certainly were outperforming there. We've gone into expansion mode. When you delve down into the subcomponents of the survey, uh, I suppose the biggest pickup I would take is the, the first rise in new orders since last May, signaling an improvement in demand conditions. Um, now it's a modest one, but it's certainly you know we saw orders fall you know consistently over the final six or seven months of last year. Output also stabilised, having contracted near the last or the previous nine months, uh, and employment expanded for the third month in a row. So certainly signs of improving conditions in the manufacturing sector. Now, the weakness of the sector we've seen over the second half of the year is evident in rising spare capacity. I mean, order backlogs continue to fall at a very sharp pace, and uh, you know firms have cut back sharply on the inputs uh, of or purchased inputs again signs that you know the sector is emerging from a period of you know quite weak activity however i would say that the um, you know the, the outlook for the coming 12 months the sentiment index climbed to its highest level in the past year so firms are turning the corner here and increasingly optimistic about the outlook for the next 12 months uh, and another positive note there was a further easing of inflationary pressures within the sector now i mean prices are still rising but not at the same pace we've seen over the last two years in be in the buffer um for input prices and for output prices, they rose at their slowest pace in almost two years. So we certainly are seeing further increases in things like raw material, energy, labor costs, and what have you, uh, and they're being passed on to some extent to, to customers. 
but the pace of those increases has decelerated a lot in the last number of months. And Ollie, as you touched on it there, we move across to the services PMI, which registered a strong number of 58.2 in February, up from January's 54.1. I suppose my first question for you is what parts of the sector is doing well and has there been any stabilization in the areas that wasn't doing as well previously? Yeah, well, again, to back up, I mean, that's a very strong number, 58.2 is the highest since last May and signals a very strong rate of growth in the broader services sector. I will say again, I mean, I like to frame this in a global context, and there has been a picked up globally in service sector activity in the first couple of months of the year. And we saw you know, good figures published for the Eurozone, the UK and the US. Now they're nowhere near the Irish level, they're 53, 53.3 and 50.5 for the three economies, Ireland's at 58.2. You asked me about the sector breakdown. What we saw is um, this first, sectors covered in the survey and very strong growth report in three of those sectors one probably not is technology media and telecoms then financial services and business services so rapid pace of expansion activity in those three sectors what we saw in the second half of last year was a marked contraction in the fourth sector which is transport tourism and leisure uh, and what we've seen in the february data is actually stabilization in the levels of activities uh, in that particular sector so it's no longer a drag on the overall uh, services sector so certainly for three sectors very rapid growth and then a stabilization of uh, activity levels in the fourth sector again looking down the line what we saw was a, a marked pickup in confidence about the outlook for the next 12 months uh, and again hit its highest level in the year um, when you delve into the detail of the survey um, what you see is you know a marked rise in new business volumes uh, and that's both for domestic business and export business uh, and that reflects improving demand conditions both at home and abroad. Um, unlike in the manufacturing sector, the, there is a lot of strength and pent-up demand in the services sector. So what we saw was a further rise in backlogs of outstanding business. So there certainly is pressure on capacity there. And, you know, employment did rise, but at a relatively modest pace, given the overall strength of the survey. And what firms were reporting on was actually difficulties in terms of hiring suitable people uh, uh, for the sector. So... Um, you know, a very strong survey, big pickup, new business volumes, which is a good indicator that activity will continue to strengthen in the next couple of months. Um, but probably not surprisingly, I mean, it's a much stronger survey than, than the, the manufacturing side. And as a result, um, inflationary pressures may, you know, they remain far more pronounced in services than in the manufacturing side. Businesses will continue to report upper pressure on wages in particular, but also transport and energy costs. And while you know th there was a modest deceleration in the pace of increase in input prices, uh, on the other hand, what we saw um, in terms of selling prices, there was a re-acceleration there in the pace of inflation within the sector. So I think more uh, inflation prices are recent to some extent, they have over the last six months, but they remain more pronounced for the services sector than they do in the manufacturing side. Uh, and that's probably coming through in CPI data as well uh, in more recent months, upper pressure, which is concerning central banks on service sector costs, labor costs, etc. And Ali, touching on a couple of points you kind of you were speaking today in the wider context of the economic environment, both surveys show expansory numbers, the services stronger than the manufacturing, in what is a complicated macroeconomic backdrop of high inflation and steeply rising interest rates. So I suppose what I'd love to hear from you is what do you think these reports inform you of and tell you about the state of the Irish economy right now, given the complicated world in which 
currently exists. Yeah, and it, it's probably true of the international economy as well. I mean, you are correctly referenced. I mean, we've had a very sharp rise in inflation over the last 12 months, which obviously is a major headwind for economies. It really depresses real disposable income. And secondly, you know, an aggressive tighten of monetary policy by all the major central banks, you know, rates now heading towards maybe 4% in the Eurozone, about 5% in the US, four and three quarters in the UK from zero or negative. I mean, that's a fair hike in rates in the past 12 months. But economies are proving more resilient than anticipated to that tightening of monetary policy and that high inflationary background. Now, it is true that, you know, both business and household balance sheets are in very strong shape, low levels of debt, high levels of savings, etc. So they may be proving more resilient. Um, and it may also be taking a longer period of time than had been anticipated for the sharp rise in interest rates in particular to impact in terms of economic activity. But that be the case, I mean, what we've seen over the last uh, month or so has been upward revisions to growth forecasts for Ireland and indeed for the other major economies as well, but particularly for Ireland. Um, the European Commission and IBEC both out with recent um, updates in the past week or two, talking about 4% growth this year, 5% growth for next year. Uh, okay, it's a marked deceleration in the pace of growth we've seen over the last 2021, 2022, but a lot of that was a rebound from COVID and depressed levels of activity. So uh, I think it's fair to say a strong start to the year, um, strengthening activity in services and manufacturing. You know, as you say, a challenging environment. Uh, I would still caution, you know, core inflation may be slow to come down and maybe lower than anticipated. Central banks have still further tightening to do, and obviously heightened uncertainty still around the situation the war in ukraine uh global relations the geopolitical risks remain elevated but certainly the data are holding up better than expected labor markets remain tight demand is picking up it may well be that both businesses and households are taking comfort from the marked fall in commodity prices particularly energy prices we've seen over the last six months and all the forecasts are that this will lead to a marked fall in inflation over the course of this year and we should begin to see that in the late spring and certainly in the second half of the year. So economies performing better than expected, uh, but we're not out of the woods yet. I mean, this ongoing tightening by central banks and, you know, I would say geopolitical risks remain elevated, particularly around the situation in Ukraine. So caution continues to be warranted. Ollie, as always, thank you very much for your time. And thank you to all our customers and listeners for joining us today. Stay close to all our latest podcasts by pressing the subscribe button to AIB's Market Talk wherever you get your podcasts. Thank you and good luck. Thanks for listening to the latest edition of AIB Market Talk. Allied Irish Bank's PLC is regulated by the Central Bank of Ireland. AIB NI is a trademark used under licence by AIB Group UK PLC. Authorised by the Prudential Regulation Authority and regulated by the Financial Conduct Authority and the Prudential Regulation Authority. Allied Irish Bank GB and Allied Irish Bank GB Savings Direct are trademarks used under licence by AIB Group UK PLC. Authorised by the Prudential Regulation Authority and regulated by the Financial Conduct Authority and the Prudential Regulation Authority.